0: With their second round pick in this draft, the Orioles may have taken the biggest power hitter in the entire draft in Max Wagner, the ACC Player of the Year. We're going to learn more about him coming up on today's episode. Plus, take a look at Jorge Lopez's all-star appearance and a couple more undrafted free agents that the Orioles brought in. That's coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast.
1: You are locked on Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Thursday, July 21st, 2022. And welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. And coming up on today's episode, we're going to talk about Max Wagner, the third baseman out of Clemson that the Orioles selected In the second round of the draft and we're going to be joined by Spencer Peltz who worked in communications for Clemson baseball over the last few years. He's going to tell us all about Max's meteoric rise this season to becoming a second rounder his big power at the plate and how he won ACC player of the year but first did want to chat about a couple of things before we get to the interview with Spencer. And first, just want to shout out Jorge Lopez because didn't get it in in yesterday's episode. But of course, on Tuesday night, Lopez appearing in the All-Star game. What a moment it was for him, of course, with his wife and son in attendance. And it was a little unfortunate how it played out. Lopez entered in the bottom of the seventh with the AL leading three to two. He got two outs on three pitches and then Dusty Baker removed him. He's the most efficient pitcher in all-star history. He's the first pitcher ever in the all-star game to record two outs, throwing three pitches or less. So shout out to Jorge Lopez for that one. He'll be in the record book for that. Yeah, it was a little disappointing to not see him get a whole inning. I guess it's okay. He only threw three pitches, so he didn't hurt himself or anything. But they had you know Tom Rinaldi talking about his new podcast on Fox and about the, the murder of a former baseball player and, That was the background sound as Jorge Lopez was pitching in the all-star game. So it was kind of unfortunate, but Lopez did what he's done all year, three pitches, two ground outs, leaves the game, just an awesome, awesome moment for him. Just, just so happy for the guy. And hopefully it sparks a fantastic second half as the Oriole closer, if they can keep him around past the trade deadline in Jorge Lopez. But The other news I got to get you, you know, the Orioles are, you know, the draft is over. The 20 rounds are over, but you'll see undrafted free agent signings come in over the next few days. And, you know, on a future episode, we'll break down kind of all of those undrafted free agent guys. But I wanted to shout out one guy because I could not have been happier when I found out on Wednesday night that the Orioles had signed Maxwell Costas to an undrafted free agent deal. Now, if you know kind of my broadcast history, my sports media history, went to University of Maryland from 2015 to 19 and spent the 2019 season that spring as the radio play by play voice of the Maryland Terrapins baseball team Uh, traveled with that team throughout the country. And Maxwell Costas who played four years at Maryland was a freshman on that team. He was the big 10 freshman of the year, had a fantastic year as Maryland starting first baseman. And he just continued to have a fantastic career four years at Maryland set the all time Maryland or was a top The Maryland all-time home run list was Maxwell Costas. Got over 40 home runs in four years. Hit for average as well during his career. Now, doesn't have much of a position. He's really just a first baseman slash a DH, but he can mash from the right side of the plate. One of the best people I have ever met in baseball. Got to know him really well in that 2019 season. Just so, so happy for Maxwell, who is a Baltimore native. You know He played at Gilman in the area, grew up in Baltimore. His older brother, Marty Costas, who played at Maryland as well a couple years ago, is now in AAA with the Houston Astros. And just so, so cool to see Maxwell get this contract with the Orioles. You know, the O's, it's been a long, long time since they've had anybody from Maryland in their system. Maxwell Costas will join them after four great years with the Maryland Terrapins. Just could not be happier for him and just could not be happier to be able to watch Maxwell Costas in an Orioles uniform. It's going to be great. Again, big power from the right side. He's a fun hitter to watch. When he gets going, but speaking of big power from the right side today, we're talking about Max Wagner who the Orioles selected in the second round of the draft out of Clemson a third baseman who, you know, kind of played sparingly in 2021 and wasn't even the opening day starting third baseman for Clemson in 2022, but then he started to hit and hit and hit and hit and he ended the year batting 370 with 27 home runs on the season. Those are not made up numbers. Those are real. He was the 2022 ACC Player of the Year, and the Orioles take him in the second round. And joining us to tell us all about Max Wagner is Spencer Peltz, who is an Orioles fan, is from the area, but also spent the last few years working on the communications team for Clemson Baseball and saw all of those Max Wagner at bats. Spencer's going to join us in a second to tell us how good Max Wagner really can be at the plate. But first, got to tell you about sports card investor. Welcome to the world of sports cards. Reimagine The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for all baseball fans. Again, it's a free app. You can browse almost 700,000 cards from every sport. They add hundreds each week. And you can check the latest values of your favorite cards as well. And here's the best part. You can find the best prices for any card if you're a buyer on the app. And then you can buy directly through the app through their eBay deals feature. That's really the best part of this app. So download the Sports Card Investor app today. Available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. So our 2022 MLB draft Orioles player breakdown rolls on here as we get to the O's third pick of the draft. Their second round selection, a little bit of a surprise was Max Wagner out of Clemson. And joining us to talk about Max is Spencer Peltz, who was recently on the communications team for Clemson baseball down in Clemson, South Carolina, but a Baltimore native and an Orioles fan
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Spencer
0: joins the pod. First of all, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, Connor. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got, uh, you know, you're uh, definitely invested in this pick. Not only is it a guy, Max, who you know, but he's coming to your favorite team. And so uh, this is where we got to start. I mean, Max Wagner, obviously he wins ACC player of the year in 2022. He clearly shot himself up draft boards, but I don't think a lot of people know how much he shot up draft boards because not only did he go from, Oh, you know, maybe a second day guy to a second round guy. Yeah. He was not a starter for Clemson mm-hmm. even coming into this season.
1: Opening day. No, he, he didn't, he was not a starting third base on an opening day. Um, he, he was kind of used as a, as a late inning you know, defensive replacement. Like you see, used a lot at the pro level. Um, and, and about halfway through the season uh, he, he really established that starting role and Uh, I think he was sitting around eight home runs uh, halfway through the season and he ended up with 27. Um, So that can tell you a little bit something about the, the chair that he went on uh, and just kind of the, the the mentality that he had at the plate throughout the year.
0: Yeah. That's, it's funny to think about, he goes from defensive replacement to 27 home runs, which was one of the best seasons in Clemson history that he put up. What, I mean, I mean, what did the development look like for him from 2021 to 22 and i mean you know he played some in 2021 but he certainly was not a big factor at the plate i mean what what happened right yeah
1: um i I think when you know for for max it all came down to just that that professional approach at the plate and and kind of the way that he developed that and um you know talking to a lot of the guys in our program and and the coaches it it seemed that in the off season between 21 and and 22 this season um he really attacked his weaknesses you know and, and he um, really worked on that pitch recognition. So, so laying off the breaking balls down the zone, um, really honing in on his pitch, you know, and working at bats. Um, so I think that was really his biggest step, um, it, you know, kind of having that that new mentality where um, he's kind of kind of avoiding the, you know, the, the chase rate. Um, and, and yeah, he, he tied the all-time Clemson single season record, uh, with 27 homers in the season. Um, and and really, you know, when you look at his plate discipline too, um, he had, I looked it up, I think 45 walks and 51 strikeouts. So that's a 0.88, uh, walk to K ratio, which is really, you know, pretty strong for a guy who has the the raw power that he does. Um, and, and like I mentioned, you know, halfway through the season he's at eight home runs and, Um, He just went on a tear and he actually, he reached base in in each of Clemson's last 42 games of the season. Um, And and mind you, that was against some really elite pitching as well. Um, Nearly, Every team that, you know, that we faced, it seemed like in the second half was in the top 25 rankings. So you had, you know, the Notre Dame and Georgia, Florida State, Louisville, um, Georgia Tech, you know, so um, he, he really kind of applied that professional approach they developed over the past year. Um, and he just went to work with it and, and, you know, couldn't be happier to see the success that he
0: had. Yeah, you can have a great approach. And when you add in the eight hit by pitches, that's, you know, kind of 53 free bases to 51 yep. walks or to 51 strikeouts, I should say, which is a, a great number. But, you know, you can have that great approach. Mm-hmm. But, you know, two homers in 84 ABs to 27 homers in 203 ABs. Did yeah. he get a little bigger between 21 and 22? Yeah,
1: I think, you know, I think so. He kind of developed this this frame that, that's really good for a corner infielder um it it seemed like that and and I think also you know just with the year of development in a college program you know um Clemson has just phenomenal resources in the coaches that they have um the director of of player development there Ben Paulson was a big league hitter uh with the Colorado Rockies for a few years so um I think that in just kind of getting a year under his belt uh in in the in the Clemson program and um Wags is one of those guys that you know if you talk to anyone in the program he has this level of maturity about him um, where, where it doesn't matter, you know, if he is a defensive replacement or, you know, if he has three strikeouts one night, or if he goes four for four, um, he kind of showed up every day with that same professional mentality. um, And he was just kind of unshakable. And so I think those kind of things are just what, you know, and and if you ask any of the coaches uh, and any of the players in our program, they'll all say that um, it wasn't a surprise to them because they always assumed from the time that he was recruited, that he'd be capable of this. So, Um, down there it wasn't a surprise to a whole lot of us even though it might have come as a surprise nationally as he made his way up to that 42nd overall pick
0: yeah we'll get back to talking about max wagner being picked in the second round with spencer peltz here but first got to tell you about built bar because from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds now you may have tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar but guess what your friends at Bilt have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. It's a Bilt puff. If you haven't heard of it, it's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, all the protein you need, and a delicious snack. So stop drooling and listen. These are good for you, low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, and all are delicious. And the Coconut Brownie Chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss it. Out. And there's so many flavors of the Built Puffs, and there's so many flavors of the classic Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there, covered in 100% chocolate and delicious flavors across the board. And they're always coming up with new flavors as well. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we're here with Spencer Peltz, who has been with the Clemson baseball communications team over the past couple of years, talking about Max Wagner, who the O's took in the second round, third baseman out of Clemson. And, you know, when you hit 27 homers and you win ACC player of the year and, you know, Orioles fans watching some of these home runs, I mean, it's it's big time strength. Like, do you remember a couple that just like, put you in ultimate awe watching him just, just from a pure power tool standpoint this season? Yeah. Yeah, I think um,
1: the one that just immediately jumps to mind um, would be um, a big one against Florida State. Uh, we hosted them in a late-season late, late, uh, late season series. It was really important for us kind of clawing our way back into the, the ACC standings, um, and, and we were down. I want to say it was 4-2 to two in the bottom of the eighth inning, um, and I was lucky enough with my position. I was uh, always in the field near our dugout, um, so the vantage point I had of this where we had the bases loaded, two outs, uh, and he hit a, a go-ahead grand slam. I want to say it was a two-zero changeup that he hit, um, and and it was one of those, you know, it, with the with the college with the college BB four bats, um, where you just hear it off the off the bat, and you know that it is just uh, absolutely crushed. Um, that was probably the one that stood out the most, just to also because of uh, just kind of the the gravity of the moment. You know, is the Friday night season or series opening game. Uh, we knew we needed it, and, and he just put us right ahead. And um, it was probably one of the loudest moments that I ever heard at, at Doug Kingsmore stadium down there. Um, very similar to the, to the Delman young double moment back in the ALDS for the Orioles. So um, that's the one that really stands out j- just because it kind of shows um, the type of hitter that he is, you know, no, no moments too big for him. Um, and, and he's the kind of guy that uh, he always wants the bat in his hands at, at the biggest time and when the, when the lights of the, when the lights are the brightest. So um, I think that's something that the Orioles fans should be really excited about that they're getting.
0: And you mentioned, you know, flipping from offense to defense, him being a defensive replacement third baseman before he kind of broke out into this role. Now put, put your scout hat on a little bit here, you know, where, where does, how does he profile as a third baseman? And, you know, I think a lot of people, they see a third baseman in college with 27 home runs and think, Mm -hmm. well, this guy might end up at first base when it's all said and done, where does max kind of fall in
1: there? Right. That's, that's a great question. You know, and I think ultimately, Um, when Mike Elias and his scouting team were really recruiting, you know, looking at him and and, and looking him on the draft board, um, they've got to have some sort of plan and given, you know, the, the depth of infielders that the Orioles are enjoying in their farm system, you know, with the likes of the, you know, Henderson's and Kobe Mayo's and the Jordan Westberg's of the world, um, they must have a plan. I, I can say one thing for sure is that, um, he has plus arm strength. Um, he's got a natural cannon over there at third base. Um, I think, you know, if you asked him, Max would say he'd like to get a little more consistent at third base um, defensively. Um, I think his error numbers were a little bit higher than he would have liked. But um, one thing you want to look at there too is is given um, a few of those, quite a few of those actually happened on the road when we were playing on artificial surfaces. Um, So playing in, you know, in the professional ranks, you might not see that as much. And he was certainly more comfortable at home at Doug Kingsmore. So um, I think that he's a natural third baseman. Uh, I want to say he played a little bit um, and you know, this is, I don't know this for sure, but I want to say he played a little bit more of shortstop as well in high school up in green Bay. Um, but, but I mean, I, I think I could project him definitely as a, as a, as a kid who sticks at the hot corner and, um, kind of has the power numbers, you know, that you look for with, a, a Nolan Arenado or Matt Chapman type, um, comparison there. So, uh, I would say that, um, defensively he can definitely, um, develop in, into a premier third baseman at the pro
0: level. This is probably a better question to ask him, but I figured I'd ask you, Did he go through any kind of culture shock from Wisconsin to Clemson? Yeah. Um, Well, actually, it's funny.
1: And I haven't heard this story um, anywhere from the national outlets, but Max will tell you, and he he mentioned it in a lot of our pressers back there. Um, I don't know if you remember Jason Birkin. He was a former Oriole um, back in the day. Um, He and Wags' dad actually are are really good friends because Birkin is also a green bay native um and so he he grew up um being trained by his you know by his dad and by Birkin and so Jason was actually the reason why Max um looked to go to Clemson and ultimately the reason why he was recruited by Clemson um so so that's kind of um funny then also you know that, that he happened to get drafted by the same team that, that Burkin played on but um it, you know from from knowing him I I don't think so when it comes back to the culture shock um, like i said he's he's a very kind of consistent um it, it composed person um where uh, he doesn't really let anything get you know too high or too low um, and i think that he really pretty quickly earned the respect uh, of his teammates um, even back in his freshman year at, at Clemson and um you know when you, when you see the way that they all interact with him down there it um it just kind of shows this level of respect that he earned um and i think he fit in fit in just fine there
0: yeah, Jason Birkin reference just uh, elevates this episode of the podcast to, to top tier. <laughs> there you in go. The history. But, but Spencer, classic. last thing I got for you, you know, when did it become apparent, whether it was to him, to the coaching staff, that this wasn't just a guy who, you know, they figured they were going to lose after this year, but mm-hmm. that he could seriously go as high as he did at 42 in this draft?
1: Yeah, uh, I want to say, you know, and, and as I mentioned, I don't think that it was, necessarily a surprise to anyone just because of that unwavering, you know, faith that they had in him and his skill set. Um, but I would I think for me personally, at least, um, and from what I've heard around there, it was kind of he went on a tear there in the about the second half of the season um, where I want to say he went four or five consecutive games with a home run Um, and, and you know a couple of games with just monster numbers I think he put up uh six RBI against Presbyterian College in the midweek um, and, and when he had this stretch there when he went you know and he, he was breaking records with every home run he hit Um, I think that was where it kind of really started to settle in that um, you know this kid's something special and, and uh, he's going to be the next the next great hitter to come out of Clemson. And so I think that's kind of uh, what we all see it as. And and I know everybody's just nothing but excited for him here going forward.
0: So he's got big power. He's going to need it with the new wall in left field at Camden Yards, but uh, certainly a a big crossover for you, Spencer, with Clemson and the Orioles coming together. And we thank you so much once again for joining us on the pod to talk about Max Wag. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Connor. So our thanks again to Spencer Peltz, formerly of the Clemson baseball communication team, for joining us to talk about Max Wagner and what he could bring to the Orioles system, an exciting big-time power hitter from the right side, as he is just part of a very good draft class for the Orioles. Where prospects live, they do a great job of covering the draft. They put together a you know the best six drafts for you know all thirty teams. The Orioles were among that group, so getting a lot of praise nationally for what the O's were able to do in this draft. And then of course, when you add a guy like Maxwell Costas to that group, it gets Even better. But we've got one more episode coming up on the podcast this week. We'll continue to cover all things MLB draft for the Orioles. Plus, we'll look ahead to Orioles baseball coming back as the O's and the Yankees kick off the second half of the season at Oriole Park starting on Friday night. But we'll be back on Friday to talk about all that. Until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.